Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, you will hear from leading experts Kedar Kirtani, Laura Oswald and Heather Jim, who discuss the importance of evaluating patient-reported outcomes in those receiving CAR-T therapy. My name is Kedar Kirtani. I'm an assistant member in the Department of Head, Neck and Endocrine Malignancies at Moffitt Cancer Center. And I have with me today Dr. Laura Oswald and Dr. Heather Jim, both from the Department of Health Outcomes and Behavior. And we just finished our patient-focused session. So Dr. Oswald, perhaps you could uh, provide a summary of the talk you just had? Sure. So I was presenting uh, data from our study, as you know, our pilot study in which we enrolled patients uh, receiving cell therapy to fill out patient-reported outcome surveys at several time points post cell infusion, as well as wear a Fitbit, um, so we could collect some biometric data like steps, sleep, um, things like that. And uh, I was really happy to share that we uh, met all of our benchmarks for feasibility and acceptability, so we plan to uh, do this sort of data collection on a larger scale in the future. Um, and based on some of our just kind of preliminary data exploring, you know, there were some interesting patterns that emerged. Uh, we saw that patients who had uh, a partial response to treatment or better um, seemed to have more severe toxicity burden over time relative to patients that had progressive disease. So I think um, just kind of some really intriguing initial things that we were finding in the data that will be, I'm excited to explore on a larger scale. Why do you think, uh, I know we all know this, but why do you think for the audience why patient-reported outcomes is important to study prospectively for this patient population? Yeah, you know, there's a there's a high risk for severe toxicities from cell therapies, as you know, um, and getting the patient perspective of what they're experiencing in their body based on their, their disease and their treatment um, is a really nice complement to what clinicians are able to observe. And um, when we look at the data, sometimes they differ a little bit, um, and, and both are important perspectives to get. So um, to date, there hasn't been a lot of uh, patient-reported outcomes work in CAR-T therapies and CAR-T trials. Um, so this is just kind of dipping our toe in the water and, and seeing what's there. And I think it's, uh, and it's, it, there's a lot of exciting direction there. That kind of segues nicely to Dr. Jim's uh, study, so perhaps you could summarize it for us. Sure. So uh, we conducted, I, I think, one of the first studies of um, uh, patient-reported outcomes in CAR-T in the sense that we started in 2017, and uh, we were asking patients about symptomatic toxicities of cytokine release syndrome and um, neurotoxicity. And uh, what we found was that, um, on average, patients had sort of moderate symptoms that kind of peaked at that, um, at that level within 14 days after their um, treatment and then resolved uh, till about uh, 90 days post and then were pretty stable after that for mild um, to, to minimal um, side effects. Um, and for um, cognition, things were a little bit different. Uh, we asked people about um, their problems with memory, their problems with language, uh, being organized and things like that. And people reported the most problems with memory and with language, things like word generation. Um, and actually that continued to get worse over time um, in the year after CAR-T. However, we know that patients um, who've had cancer often have to engage in more effort 
artful cognitive processing to achieve the same cognitive performance as people without cancer. And so it may be that as they finish their CAR-T and they start to get back to life um, as it was before, uh, before their treatment, that they're just noticing more of that effortful processing. So uh, it remains to be seen whether there really are objective uh, neurocognitive deficits that people experience long-term. Really interesting work. I know some of the clinicians had a question about standardizing symptoms across patients. Could you just discuss briefly the collaboration with the uh, mathematical oncology group at Moffitt? Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, an important part of patient report outcomes is the fact that it's patients' own perception of what ha what's happening, and patients can vary uh, pretty widely in terms of what they perceive um, their symptoms are. And so uh, we've been working with the Integrative Mathematical Oncology program at Moffitt um, to actually standardize patients' reports of symptoms to kind of their own uh, norm so that we can more readily see when they're reporting something that's abnormally high for them or abnormally um, low or maybe improving. Um, and so we think that that'll be helpful moving forward uh, to standardize LPROs. Yeah, I think it's, we all hope that we can prospectively get a lot of information and be incorporated in all these clinical trials. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Until next time.